Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technologies, ATRA, Sustainable Agriculture Program, with support from the USDA Rural Business Cooperative Service. Hi, I'm Heather Lingle with NCAT. Thank you for joining us. In today's episode, we'll learn about a program in Texas that connects refugees with sustainable agriculture. Colin Mitchell, Sustainable Agriculture Specialist at NCAT Southwestern Regional Office in San Antonio, Texas, visits with New Leaf Agriculture's Director Matt Simon and a New Leaf Agriculture Farm Apprentice, Dolly Wakongo. New Leaf Agriculture is a social enterprise of the Multicultural Refugee Coalition based in Elgin, Texas, near Austin. It connects refugees to sustainable farming opportunities by operating community gardens and a commercial farm. Matt discusses New Leaf's mission, farm practices, and community partners. Dolly, a refugee, describes her experiences from her home country of the Democratic Republic of Congo and her transition to life in Austin, Texas, that led her back to a life of farming. Let's listen. Hi everyone, my name is Colin Mitchell and I'm a Sustainable Agriculture Specialist in the ATRA program working out of NCAT's Southwest office in San Antonio. Today I'm at New Leaf Agriculture's farm in Elgin, Texas, just east of Austin, visiting with the staff to discuss poss- possibilities for implementing some agroforestry practices and looking at some options for scaling in their infrastructure. Uh, they were nice enough to take the time to record a podcast with me while I'm out here. So New Leaf Agriculture is a social enterprise of the Multicultural Refugee Coalition. So with me here is Matt Simon, uh, New Leaf Agriculture's director, and Dolly Wakongo, a farm apprentice at New Leaf. Thanks y'all for taking the time to record the podcast with me here while I'm out visiting with y'all. So I guess let's kick it off. So Matt, I'll kind of hit you with some questions first. Uh, So what is the Multicultural Refugee Coalition, the parent nonprofit that houses New Leaf Agriculture? And how does uh, New Leaf play into that mission? Yeah, so the Multicultural Refugee Coalition, or MRC, as we can say, (laughs) exists uh, in order to create livelihood opportunities for refugees. And so we do that through three different enterprises, uh, one of which is the farm, New Leaf Agriculture. And then we have a textile studio called Open Arms. And so they do creating different things, whether it's dresses or quilts for a few different companies. We have some contracts with a few different people. So that enterprise is currently the largest one um, for MRC. I think we employ 15 or so people through Open Arms. Cool. And then we have three people currently employed out here at the farm and are working on getting another person out uh, because we had someone leave uh, this past season. And then the third enterprise for MRC is called Shared Voices. And so that's a uh, interpreter training program. So a lot, of the, a lot of the people that MRC serves are from Nepal and Bhutan and Congo, like Dali. Um, and then there's also people from various places in the Middle East. And, you know, there's not a ton of interpreters um, for those languages, but there is a need for it here in our community. So another thing that MRC does is train people how to be effective interpreters. So... Cool. Yeah. Um, so what are the, some of the things that y'all do here at New Leaf? Um, well, essentially right now we're uh, 
working toward kind of being mostly a CSA based farm, so community supported agriculture. Um, so we're having a season coming up here uh, starting next month in March where we're gonna be um, sort of uh, having several pickup spots all over Austin mm -hmm. and delivering you know seven to ten veggies to people uh, where they can come and pick them up. We're also doing um, the farmers market at Mueller on Sundays mm -hmm. and then uh, we deliver to a few different restaurants. Uh, we work a lot with Lenoir over there on South First, as well as uh, we're starting a partnership with Loco de Oro um, to grow some peppers for them. They're an Italian restaurant. And and then also in that partnership vein, we also grow um, a few different contract crops, one of which is for Texas Roselle, uh, which is a Roselle hibiscus company for hibiscus tea. Um, and we do a lot of that probably too much this past season. <laughs> a lot of it didn't end up getting harvested, so we're still dialing in the numbers on that. Um, and then uh, we also grow for a dressmaker named uh, Miranda Bennett. We're growing Mexican mint marigold, which makes this really pretty yellow dye that she uses for her dresses. Um, and then actually our textile manufacturer actually manufactures the dresses as well. So it's sort of like kind of an integrated thing within MRC for, for that enterprise. So, yeah, so that's that's kind of the structure of, of how we sell the produce and, and different things we grow. And then as far as practices go, we're working toward our organic certification, which I think they're coming out in April. We're doing it through Nature's International. Great. So they're coming out um, in April to kind of do our walkthrough and follow up on the paperwork. So. Hoping to be certified by mid-May is is the plan. Awesome. That's so. coming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah it That's is. great. I'm yeah, y'all doing a lot of different stuff. I mean, we walked around the farm before this, and y'all got a lot of different things going on, and you got some fruit trees coming up that are going to yeah you know, swales. and. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so the, at the beginning of the farm, there was like a, a master permaculture plan that um, kind of the guy who initially was was working out here to get it up and running um designed and so yeah we have a, a cool alley cropping system with uh four 250 foot swales um growing variety of fruit trees and trees for dye we're doing some pomegranates um and then also just some nitrogen fixtures and other other cool things and that's that's part of why i'm most excited about be about working here because you know, I think I kind of got into farming through the permaculture lens. Um, so finding a farm that's actually doing, you know, alley cropping stuff on a, on a reasonable size scale was, was super exciting for me. So. Yeah, same. And that's how I got started. So being able to kind of like, you kind of get to do different stuff throughout the day rather than just like weeding potatoes or like something else. So right. I always find it... Keeps it even more stimulated, you know. What I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And just to work on that timeline, you know, yeah. of actually having like these perennial crops that you get to see kind of progress over a matter of years, rather than just turning over a bunch of arugula and then peppers yeah. and then squash. And you know, it's cool to kind of see things develop a little slower. So cool. Yeah. Um, so how does y'all's program help our refugees and help them like integrate into our Central Texas community? Um, so yeah, the kind of. The way that I originally got involved with the farm and sort of what New Leaf grew out of was a partnership with Greengate Farms, um, which I also manage, uh, currently still manage. <laughs> we'll see how long, Busy. how long that goes. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, we had a partnership with Greengate Farms, and that's how I got to know Dolly um, and her son, Wandaka, and a few of the other people that I still work with, because um, we would bring the refugees out to 
Greengate and they would work one day a week and then take home a bunch of food. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was a partnership with MRC and, uh, you know, it's called the FarmLink program. And so the idea was, you know, to serve refugees by giving them an opportunity to use those agricultural skills and to sort of get outside of, you know, their, their jobs in town um, mm -hmm. and kind of reconnect with that, um, with that part of their lives. And Dolly can tell you more about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, so I think that's, that's kind of the main idea is just to, you know, provide provide opportunities to use these unique skill sets um, rather than just having to take, you know, sort of whatever job uh, comes their way. Because I think, I think as far as assistance goes, and I, I hope I get the numbers right, but I think as far as assistance goes for refugees, I think you only have like three to six months or something before you need to be working. Oh, wow. And for a lot of people, especially with language barriers, um, yeah. you know, that can be really hard to find. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with these people coming over who have been farming their whole lives or who were seamstresses back home or something like that, to be able to kind of open up, open up job opportunities in those areas that they're already skilled is, is a, you know, a good, a good goal and one that we're, we're definitely working towards. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, so, Matt, we'll get a little personal with you. Um, what is your background in agriculture and how did you find yourself as director here at New Leaf? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I volunteered at Greengate since like 2012, so yeah. mostly, you know, kind of dabbling in it for a while, and then, uh, and then got my permaculture design certificate in 2015 through the Austin Permaculture Guild, and then went to work for Symbiosis Regenerative Systems, which is a permaculture design and installation company uh, based out of Dale, Texas, kind of down by Lockhart. Um, worked for them for a little while and then when we were between jobs I was still volunteering at Greengate and doing the FarmLink thing as well kind of throughout that time so already working with MRC but then in summer of 2017 I got to uh, I was still volunteering at Greengate and they were between managers and staff and stuff like that and while Symbiosis was between jobs I just started working full-time there um, up until currently so, nice so yeah and then uh started doing a little contract work with mr with mrc with new leaf um over the fall and then wandaka dolly's son um who is the manager of the farm he wanted to go back to school uh so he's at texas state now and oh, so nice. i kind of stepped in to fill the gap of him not being here but he is uh still here on saturdays so if people come volunteer they, um, they'll get to meet Wandaka, and then he also um, is working the Mueller market for us on Sundays from 10 to 2. So Great. He's still involved, just trying to trying to finish his degree uh, sometime soon. So. Yeah, <laughs> which I didn't know you were Wandaka's mom. I love Wandaka. He's great. That's awesome. He's a good guy. Um, we work a lot with Texas State, so look forward to yeah. seeing him down there whenever he's, I'm around. He's yeah. down there, yeah. You should, you should hit him up. I know he's, he's hanging out. So. Yeah, I definitely will. Cool. Uh, so Matt, what are your goals for the farm as New Leafs director? Um, I think, you know, we walked around before this and kind of sh I showed you around and stuff like that. So yeah. I think for me, you know, with the permaculture background, I think a, a lot of what I'm interested in is really seeing that whole plan come to more fruition, like working on our alley cropping um, system and, you know, getting some livestock worked into that and, and that type of thing. Um, and then also just to really get the vegetable production dialed in and and also 
you know, have kind of a, a exchange of knowledge between myself and then the refugees also, because, you know, the more that I've been out here, uh, and working with Dolly, you know, she's been farming for 20 years, 30 years. I mean, Many years. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Since seven years, we started talking in the garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since seven our, years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We go with our parents in the garden. Uh, we, all holiday, we pass it in the garden. Sometime on uh, Sunday, we go in the garden to help uh, our parents. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's longer than any farmers that I know in yeah. Texas. So, yeah, so it's sure. been really cool yeah. talking to Dolly about, you know, kind of things that she knows from from growing up in that way and, and different practices and ideas, you know, I mean, whenever there's certain crops out here that I haven't really grown very much. And so I'm always asking her, like, you know, when should we plant this? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know, you know, so, so yeah, I think that's, that's been a big part of it for me too, is to kind of foster that exchange. And I hope yeah. that that's something that the New Leaf as an organization could potentially kind of um, work into that role in the broader community, just really like facilitating that conversation. Um, so Yeah, and I think, you know, coming from a permaculture background, I think that's definitely important, kind of the peer-to-peer learning. Like there's, for me, there's always never necessarily like a clear-cut expert for a lot of things. Yeah, That yeah. kind of mission, like so many people like have, expertise that you know don't just force it down their throat like listen you know and mm-hmm. see what other people are doing and things like that so yeah. I think that's a great idea you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. you know I almost ended up in Lebanon for a while and I almost ended up in India and they went in like all those programs went in like asked people and made sure they like were checking with them before they tried to like advise people how to do stuff so mm-hmm. I think that's great yeah I would love to see that in the broader Austin community yeah 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 totally. that's great um Okay, Dolly, we're going to ask you some questions now. Um, so kind of same question for you. What really brought you to Austin and uh, to work with New Leaf? How did you kind of end up here? Well, I came uh, in Austin like a refugee. I did many jobs, but uh, jobs which was new for me because I've never worked in the house. Every time you stand in the same place, but uh, when they needed to create a garden for MRC, I went there to apply and uh, I felt good because uh, it was the, the job which I did before and uh, this is my second year in this program of farmer. Uh, I feel good because uh, I work outside I walk much, I exercise, I don't have a problem like uh, when I was in uh, my first job because I worked in the restaurant, there we stand in the same place. It was hard for me because before I worked hard, I worked uh, for a long time uh, in my country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, what are some of the crops, like, because you're from the Congo, have you been able to grow some similar crops here? Like, what are some of the things you've been able to, like, teach Matt a little bit? Uh-huh. <laughs> School Matt on a little bit? Well, we have uh, some plant which we, we, we plant in Congo, but uh, they're not much, because um, here, I think it depends on the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on the weather, and uh, here we have animals. We can plant uh, some plant uh, 
which we have in Congo, but here they can't, uh, sometimes animals cut, uh, like uh, corn, mm -hmm. uh, because last year we planted, but it was difficult to get uh, good products, product because of uh, deer. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, beans too, deer cut beans, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we have had uh, other plant like cabbage, we plant it in Congo, but here they plant seeds. In Congo, well, some people plant seeds, others they don't plant seeds. We have another kind of cabbage, when you cut it, we have a small, small uh, cabbage which come on the this thing which we you cut the good cabbage mm -hmm. uh -huh. and then we we separate them we plant them like, and uh -huh. we get other cabbage. Oh, so you get like little offshoots from kind of one kind of like bigger plant kind of yeah yeah little babies yeah like little transplants yes. of the uh, main one. Uh, but the difference between uh, our agriculture and the the agriculture in uh, the United States, here we plant many seeds and they are very small. <laughs> but because of that, uh, it's difficult to, to plant here than in my country. Mm -hmm. Because in my country you can plant the big seeds like beans. Mm -hmm. You can't, uh, your body can't arrive near the soil. You take a tool and you plant when you are standing. Stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but here you need to touch the soil. Mm -hmm. uh, that is the difference. Yeah. yeah. Lots of bending over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. it looks difficult, little, little difficult. And uh, another problem, the soil here is plate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Lots of clay. Yeah. Hard soil. and. But, yeah, it's hard, but uh, in, in Congo we have a mountain. Yeah. To, to, to walk on the mountain and to walk on the valley, mm -hmm. we have a big difference. Mm. Because in the valley, your, your foot are on the same level. Mm -hmm. But when you walk on, on the mountain, you have one foot behind and mm. another mm. Uh, uh, behind another in front so you're standing yeah, yeah. yeah. uphill that down the good wall. position yeah, mm. yeah. it is yeah okay. the good position you can't get a backache interesting <laughs> yeah huh. yeah no problem. yeah you can face uphill and just put things in and be too late yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, everything you must have a habit Mm. Uh, when you have a habit, it becomes easy for you. Uh, but the people who start uh, working, they can uh, see the job uh, difficult. And uh, when they get a habit, it will become easy for them. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so y'all had a lot of banana trees, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Were those ones that you planted or were they just around? The banana. Mm -hmm. We plant the small, the small um, plant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we have a, a one plant of banana, others come around. Oh yeah. And we separate them. We plant another side. Yeah, they're like 
kind of grassy and cut them off and move them around. Yeah. Yeah. But here, because of the weather, I don't know if a banana can be good here. Yeah, not too well. It's one of the things I miss from the tropics is a lot of all the fruit and bananas and all that stuff. We, we can grow them, but they don't fruit, so. Yeah. Wandaka has told me that y'all grew cassava also. Yeah. People who are in um, Houston, mm-hmm. they said that they have a cassava there. Yeah. But I've never get the time to go there to bring it here because uh, me in my country, we like cassava leaves. Mm. We like it. Every Congolese, Rwandese, Burundese, they, we eat cassava leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good food which bring uh, blood. Yeah. Hmm. Did you all ever do anything with like the root? Uh, like cook the cassava, like actual root? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have here in HB, uh, we have, but we like uh, much uh, leaves than roots. Okay. Yeah. Cool, yeah, I've never eaten the leaves, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've well, only... Yeah, I guess you just don't find them fresh around here. No, we made, I made the, like, Malaysia has like a cake they would make. It's kind of like Trace Leche's cake. Um, it was always yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that cake is good. Yes, we make it. And in the Africa market, mm-hmm. here at Rambag, we have all that. We have a flower for cassava, mm-hmm. and you have the leaves. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So what what is next for you? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, with this experience, which uh, I I got at MRC, cause uh, I didn't know how to plant seeds, how to make um, how to irrigate. Mm-hmm. How to plant in the greenhouse, I didn't know that. But with this experience, I can make my own garden. And I like that because if I make it as all the person, I can walk slowly in my garden. If I take all day, no problem. If I walk slowly, mm-hmm. it can be good for me. Yeah. yeah, that is my plan to get the, my own garden. Yeah. And that's part of the part of the plan too for MRC. One of the original visions was to have um, kind of like in Houston, the plant it forward. I think you've probably heard Meg. Meg, our director, mm-hmm. has been out to visit them. Um, and it's like, basically, I think it's all urban plots, but it's these plots that different um, people, I want to say from Congo, um, work in the city and then plant it forward the organization actually like buys the produce and i think like conglomerates a csa or something like that so so we've talked about that a lot about giving dolly her own space out here to do what she wants to do you know and and sort of work within that and um so that's another goal for us for sure is to kind of take you know the apprenticeship thing to where people have kind of all the core competencies for taking a season from start to finish um and then growing it themselves and then marketing it as well so yeah that'd be great yeah help kind of move towards autonomy and things Mm -hmm. like that yeah that is my plan to get the own garden but it isn't easy to create it because the soil here it's hard it's clear to transform it, it's difficult. Yeah, I used to work nearby, and it takes a while. It's uh, it can be pretty challenging. Once you get it going, it's pretty good stuff. It's it's like blackland clay, you know. It's, it can hold water, but it's 
takes a little bit of time for sure. Yeah, fluff it up. Yeah, right now you can get bricks. You know, farming bricks is hard. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's kind of just wrap it up. Where can uh, like our listeners find y'all on social media or the internet or yeah, look so, y'all up? So Instagram is at New Leaf Agriculture. We're also on Facebook, um, so folks can check that out. Uh, our website, which is mrcaustin.org. Okay. Um, and then if anyone has a question for me in particular about the farm or anything, you can email me at msimon at mrcaustin.org. Okay, great. our website, yeah. And when can uh, people are in the Austin or Texas area, when do you all volunteer days where people can come out? Oh, yeah, thanks Thanks for reminding me. We yeah. do, totally. And we actually welcome volunteers kind of any day of the week other than Thursday would okay. be the only day. Thursday and Sunday, but okay. any other day. And that information's on the website as well, how to sign up. And then we also do a first Friday farm tour just for folks who want to come out for about an hour on um, first Friday of each month. I believe that starts at 10 a.m. Um, and that's just more of kind of an overview of the farm. But if you are interested in volunteering, it's a nice day to come out because it's a little more of a just sort of primer on what we're doing rather than like a true work day. You get your feet wet. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty. Well, I think that's it, guys. Um, thank you, Dolly. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for taking the time to record this with me. And yeah, go check them out on the internet, guys. Thank you for listening to ATRA, Voices from the Field. If you can, take a minute to leave a comment and subscribe. This really helps us get the word out about our sustainable agriculture programs. For more information on today's topic, you can contact Colin Mitchell directly via email at colinm at ncat.org. Please contact ATRA Sustainable Agriculture Specialist with all of your sustainable agriculture questions at 1-800-346-9140 or email us at askanag at ncat.org. And check out all of our sustainable agriculture resources. We have publications, podcasts, videos, webinars, databases, and more at the ATRA website, www.atra.ncat.org. The links are in the notes that accompany this podcast. We'll catch you next week, and until then, keep on farming.